Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. It's great to have your company for On The Pace on this Monday morning. No Michael Gearan today, so Brittany Graham taking you through the next half an hour or so as we showcase harness racing here in New South Wales. And it's a really busy week as well, uh, despite the fact that Easter's on our doorstep. There's still feature racing here, there and everywhere, including uh, the Riverina Championships finals on Saturday night, on Easter Saturday, those two $100,000 features uh, to be staged at Wagga. We had uh, heats of the four- and five-year-old mares and the four- and five-year-old Antis and Gelding staged last Friday. The Soho Historia in Madrid took home uh, the mares' prizes and better isolate, and my ultimate Ronnie was successful for the boys. So those fields will be available tomorrow afternoon. Uh, nominations closed for that card of racing tomorrow morning. It also includes the Wagga Cup. So we'll have fields for what is going to be a sensational night of racing out of Wagga through tomorrow uh, and no doubt we'll chat about that on Wednesday morning's edition. Speaking of feature racing, we also have the Renshaw Cup card out of Penrith on Thursday night, their biggest night of the year. So that's certainly going to be an intriguing race as it is each and every year. So fields will be through for that later this afternoon. And just looking at the nominations, it looks to be a strong addition once more. And some other news we heard late last week uh, the retirement of Tough Monarch. So he's been the state's leading trotter for such a long time. Multiple Group 1 winner for Ricky Elchin and the ownership group. He's run his final race. He wasn't beaten all that far either on Miracle Mile night in the Hammerhead Mile. So that was his final race start. And he will also retire as the horse with the most wins presently at Tabcourt Park Menangle after he was successful there at his uh, penultimate career start, his second last start, going back to a few weeks ago now. So Tough Monarch, thanks for the memories, mate. He will have a long and happy retirement, no doubt about that. We also had some news coming through late last week around a new CEO for Harness Racing in New South Wales has been announced, and we'll discuss that shortly with John Dummersey, but our guests this morning will include John as well as James Locke and Jack Callaghan, and James is joining us as our first guest this morning. He's having a sensational start to 2023, and he also has quite a few key chances this afternoon at Goulburn. Thanks for your time this morning, James. How are you? Yeah, thanks, Fred. How are you? Very well, thank you. You're having an amazing start to the season. You've already uh, brought home plenty of victories. I think you're running at about 21% starters to winners, so you must just be thrilled with how things are progressing for your career. Yeah, we've had a good start to the season, which is good, and thrilled to be able to kick it off that way and hope it can continue. In the last fortnight, you've driven your first Metropolitan winner with Mike Ortel in a Waratah final there uh, a few Friday nights ago. Then you came out and won the honoree stakes final at Bathurst as well. And then Saturday night, just gone, uh, you were able to win another feature with Jungle Eyes. This horse is doing a fabulous job this season. He's now won his last five starts. How good is he? Yeah, I think he's pretty good, really. Um, learned how to race a lot, matured up from his um, trip to Melbourne in the Derby. And, yeah, he's really come back really good and hopefully can continue in the next prep. He's going for a little bit of a let-up now. But, yeah, I think he goes pretty good and he showed that on Saturday night. 
was able to win that four-year-old Trotters Foundation final of $25,000. He drove in positively. He was able to find the front, and then uh, that last 1,200 metres was run at a fairly solid tempo. He seemed to have a little bit still in hand, though. Yeah, he still had a bit in hand, and he's got a tendency to switch off a bit down the straight when he can drop the other horses around him. But he showed when he went 55 outside the leader that when the one comes at him, he can kick and go again. So, yeah, he's got a bright future. So you mentioned he's going to have a let-up now. Are there any races that you've got uh, picked out in, you know, the mid to late uh 2023 season or is it just going to be a case of uh, taking them as they come because I guess he's getting up in grade a little bit now too as well. Yeah he's risen in grade a bit and um, I think his main aim is a spread of challenge and there's a nice race in Queensland through, through their carnival, a three and four yard race so I think he'll be looking at them. All right, yeah, that's a great square recently announced. It's a $150,000 feature for three- and four-year-old trotters. So he certainly fits the mould jungle eyes. We'll see him back in a little while after a break. As mentioned, you're heading to Goulburn this afternoon and you've got uh, quite a few good chances on paper. You start off in the first, which is not all that far away either, just a tick over two hours until starting time for that eight-race card out of Goulburn today. In the opener, it's a trotters event and you've got down under Roars as your drive here is first up. Haven't seen this guy since late last year and he hasn't trialled either. So what are the expectations coming into the opener today at Goulburn? Uh, yeah, I think he gets into the race today pretty well. Um, yeah, as you said, he's first up. But match fitness be a little bit of a worry, but I think he should run well. Oh, that's the opener. We move across to race number four, where you've jumped aboard Major Huss here. You drove this guy three starts ago, and he wasn't beaten all that far, so he must have given you a decent enough impression. Yeah, he was pretty good three starts ago, and um, yeah, I think he should run a good race today, and hopefully he's close enough, and he hopefully can be good enough in the finish. He'll go around at a bit of a price. What do you do from that gate? I guess he's a Generally, a horse, it gets back a little anyway, but the smaller field should mean you're not too far from them. Yeah, he gets back a little bit and he's even better with a sit, I think. So I think that will be the plan today and um, be straight straight back, hopefully, into the running line and running home late. That's race number four. Again, you team up with Michael Hawke in race number five with Crime Time. Uh, this horse has managed to wiggle his way back down the ratings to be in a band that really uh, he should be pretty successful in as he continues to race in it. He was a winner three starts ago at Canberra where he was pretty good outside of the leader. Today looks a another winnable contest for him. King of Hearts will go around as a short price favourite here, but a nice trailing draw. What hope do you give crime time? Um, yeah, I think with the right trip and the run, run the race run to suit, I think he's a good hope again. And as you said, a short price favourite. Is the hardest to beat, and yeah, I expect him to run well. Tomorrow night, you'll head to Young as well for a couple of drives, including Full of Wisdom in the second event on the card for the Mares. Uh, she's just won the two from 27, but one of them was earlier this year where she was able to lead and win pretty comprehensively around Canberra. Uh, got into all sorts of bother last time out, so uh, I guess we can just put a complete line through that. How is she going? Because her beaten... Margins of late have been significant, but this probably looks like a fair drop back in class off that also. Yeah, she drops back in class, and I didn't help her chances any any last time, knocking her down at the start, but that's racing, and 
yeah, I think she can um, run a good race tomorrow with the right trip, of course. But yeah, I think she's a, well into that race, second class. And in race number five, you've got Mike Hortel, and you would expect that this horse has to be a really good chance off the back of a Menangle success last time out. The draw doesn't look over kind, but uh, she's certainly capable of reeling them in late. More often than not, she's hitting the line super strongly, and uh, she'll just, at the short course, I guess, hope that there's a bit of tempo on. Yeah, she'll need a bit of tempo on, and um, I think we'll just drive her for a bit of luck again. Um, she seems to be hitting the line really well at the moment, so we'll just continue driving her like that while it's working. All right. We've got a, a few good chances over the next few days, and your current strike rate suggests that there has to be a winner amongst them somewhere. So which race are you heading to over the next uh, couple of days that you're most confident of bringing home a winner in? Uh, I think down on the Raws today or Major Huss are probably my two best chances over the next two days. Um, but, yeah, as you said, they're all probably got each way claims for five of them. So, yeah, hopefully you can have a good couple of days. No doubt. Race one, number 10 today, down under Roars, and uh, race four, number seven, Major Huss. Appreciate your time this morning, James. Congratulations on what's been a great start to the year. Here's hoping it continues. Best of luck with Jungle Eyes as well, heading towards some uh, bigger targets, and we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks, Britt. Thank you. James Locke joining us this morning here on On The Pace, only 18 years of age, but he is one of the in-form junior reinsmen in the state at the moment, already uh, bringing home 62 winners across a relatively short career, but his stats this season are sensational, 21% uh, starters to winners, and then I think 22% when it comes to placing. So he's around the mark more often than not, and his last 10 days in particular have been sensational with that first Metropolitan victory, then going to uh, Bathurst on a feature night of racing, winning the honoree stakes at a big price, and Jungle Eyes has been a real revelation this campaign, winning his last five and with some big aims in the near future. Expect to see him continue to take the step up. Jack Callaghan's also heading to Goulburn today, but he's heading here, there and everywhere over the next few weeks. So whilst uh, we have the opportunity, it's a good chance to catch up with Jack because there's plenty to discuss as well. Thanks for your time this morning, Jack. How are you? Yeah, no worries. I'm very well, thanks. Win 500 there on Friday at Wagga. I'm sure it's been a number that you've been looking towards. Nice to bring it up on a good mare as well in Madrid, but uh, there's some nice numbers that you're starting to churn out. Yeah, always good to knock off those little milestones, and as I said, I was on a pretty handy mare as well, so yes, hopefully I'm going to one from here. You had Madrid and Artillery in those Riverina Championship heats on Friday. Madrid, she looked to do it in second gear, and she's obviously going to be a massive chance in that final on Saturday night. And Artillery, uh, I guess in any other race, you probably would have had that sewn up, but Better Isolate just ran absolutely out of his skin. So they're both solid hopes in those features on Saturday night, despite the fact they're probably going to draw a a bit ordinary due to the national rating uh, programming over the race. But are they two good chances? Yeah, they both are great. Uh, I was really happy with Madrid. Um, she pulled up a bit sick from her last start in the Queen Elizabeth, so it was good to see her bounce back, and she felt as sharp as ever. And Artillery, I was really happy with his run too. He was only second up from a fair, fair break, um, and probably just fell asleep on the lead a little bit when he was out in the front, and 
he, he felt like he kicked again once. Um, Matty Craven's also got outside him, but as you said, it just came too quick and, and you know, it was just too good on the Speaking of good horses, it was great to see Peaceful get the job done in the Golden Easter Egg on Saturday night. She looked super. Yeah, she was right back to her best again. Um, obviously had a little bit of a tough run in the Oaks, not a lot went her way and she probably didn't perform up to her best and her manners were a little bit off as well. So um, she had one run in between that and the Easter Egg and um, you know, she out as sharp as everyone said that. What is in her near future? Because I guess it's a bit of a funny time now for a few of these three-year-olds. Queensland could be an obvious target or it's a good time for a break before she's Breeders' Challenge eligible so she'll have a, a busy end to the season. Do you know what the uh, immediate plans are for Peaceful? Yeah, I think the Australian Pacing Gold um, series is only a couple of weeks away so she'll be targeted towards that and then... After that, I'm not too sure about Queensland or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, the APG is her first main target. Oh, yeah, that's only a few weeks away for Peaceful. Spirit of St. Louis, uh, we saw him or the last time we spoke about a fortnight ago. He was heading to Menangle. He didn't have a, a great deal of luck there, but I guess it was a nice, easy run before he heads across to Perth, which I believe he does today. Yeah, I was really wrapped with his run. Obviously, as I said, not a lot, not a lot went his way, and um, he was defeated. But in terms of his performance, couldn't have been any happier with him, and uh, he's trained on really well. He gave him a bit of a hit out this morning before he flies out tonight, and uh, he felt really sharp. So he'll he'll contest the free for all at Foster Park this coming Friday, just for one little run around the track and get him used to it before the Mullard Ball next week. I'm assuming you'll head across it and drive him on Friday night as well. You obviously wouldn't be, and the team wouldn't be taking him over if you didn't think that he was going to handle the Gloucester Park circuit. But how important do you think it is to give him a look around uh, GP? Because I guess it is just completely different. And when he's racing at Menangle all the time, it's probably hard to get a real indication of, how he is going to handle that tighter turning circuit. But uh, it was obviously a team discussion to make sure that he had a, a good look around there on Friday night. Yeah, that's right. I, I don't think it was overly crucial. I, I think the programming um, just really suited that way. Um, it's a 2,500 metre race, which is what the Nullabore is. So, um, you know, we didn't want to give him too much mile racing since he's been through the American Mile Carnival and just getting back to the longer distances and um, as you said, it's always a benefit to have a look around the track before the main aim. So every track we've taken to, you know, he's handled Albion Park and Newcastle back as well really well and, um, you know, I've never been to this spot before, before but it, it looks as though it's a really nice tr- half mile track as well so can't see it being an issue. So you're going to head across to Perth, drive him on Friday night and then come back for Wagga on Saturday night and then head back, I would assume? Yeah, that's right. I'll fly to Perth on Tuesday night after Menangle uh, and then race him on Friday night and get the red eye back home and go to Wagga, then head back over here.
Oh, it's going to be a very, very busy next 10 days or so for you. He is hoping it's worthwhile, of course, the Nullarbor, a $1 million feature. You've also got several drives today and tomorrow at Menanga. We won't run through all of them, but just a few I wanted to ask about. Uh, Lock and Varzina today in the third at Goulburn. She looks at a really good chance. She managed to get back into the winner's circle last time out. That effort was really good, and I'm sure that was pleasing because... She's always probably promised to have a, a bit of ability, maybe hasn't always shown it, but uh, that was a, a good stepping stone in the right direction last time. Yeah, definitely. It's been spot on there, and um, it was good to get a win with her. She, she actually raced really well. She was quite wide for the last you know, 600 metres there, and um, going off the front today's ideal. She's got really good gate speed, so we'll push forward and try and make the most of it. For the boss has a good draw in race number seven. He looks a great chance and an interesting runner in cover girl returning. She's always been top-class horse, a feature race winner in New Zealand, came across, contested many of the features across uh, winter in Queensland before having a break after not qualifying for the Victorian Oak. She's had one trial and this looks a, a nice kickoff point for her despite it being a potentially tricky draw. But at her best, you would expect she'd probably be going pretty close here. race eight today at Goulburn at 5.03. Busy, busy times. Jack, appreciate you joining us this morning here for On The Pace. Good luck over the next uh, few weeks at both Gloucester Park and Wagga, of course, this Saturday night and today at Goulburn as well. Appreciate your time again. All right. Thanks, Nick. Jack Callaghan joining us this morning here on On The Pace. So, Busy times, all right. Goulburn today, Menangle tomorrow. He'll jump on a plane, head across to Perth, meet Spirit of St. Louis over there to uh, caretake him in the next 10 days or so. He'll drive him on Friday night at Gloucester Park in a fast-class race, jump on the red eye, come back, head to Wagga on Saturday night before returning to WA to look after Spirit of St. Louis in the lead-up to that $1 million feature where New South Wales will have three representatives. There's three geldings getting on the plane uh, Late tonight, early tomorrow morning to Perth, that being Spirit of St. Louis, Better Zippet, who was exceptional on Saturday night, winning in 148 at Menangle and Loyalist heading across as well. So great to see New South Wales with a strong representation in the initial running of the Nullarbor. John Dumasey joining us this morning as well to discuss plenty that's happening in New South Wales. And as I say, good morning to you, John. We think that we can take a little bit of a breath after the Carnival of Miracles, but that has not been the case at all. We headed straight to Bathurst for their Carnival, and now we've got Penrith and Wagga with features this weekend as well. A busy time for you and your team, but great to see such quality racing in the state. Certainly is, Britain. Good morning to everybody. Um, yeah, you just just as you think it's going to quieten down for a moment, it, it simply doesn't. Um, Following on from these wonderful carnivals, we've got um, some fabulous, um, I think, um, APG finals that uh, that come up at, uh, at the end of April, and we roll into the Tab Regional Championships in May. So it's uh, all high high value races, and all great races to um, you know participate in, and hopefully win. 
And as the days tick by, we're getting ever closer as well to the Tab Eureka. It's just the race on everyone's lips, isn't it? It's the race that I think the entire harness racing community is looking forward to in September. And so must you be because every feature that goes past, it's just a real indicator towards uh, that richest harness race in the world to be run on September 2nd. It's just on everyone's lips at the moment. It is, Britt, and when you say it's on everyone's lips, what what uh, your listeners are going to find out about in the next month, there are a few very innovative um, uh, options coming uh, coming alive with who these horses will be or how these horses will be selected or chosen or secured to be in the Tab Eureka. I, I, and I revert back to um, Wayne and Julie Loder's dual syndicate, um, horse where we've been running a competition at these race meetings around the western districts of New South Wales and there's been people being drawn out they will go into a, um, a draw there's only about eight of them I think will go into a draw uh, when the TAB regional championships are and then we'll have a slot holder that shares in the opportunity in that two million dollar race so um, uh, it, it's all all great uh, the horse is the most important and uh, we'll have them bedded down I think reasonably soon, although uh, I think um, the, the uh, John Singleton's um, slot, he's doing something innovative, maybe the same as, as what we're doing in Queensland or they're doing in Queensland. Um, but, um, yeah, there's certainly plenty coming along. Yeah, absolutely. You could uh, discuss every single slot holder and have a conversation around each with what's transpiring. We know at the moment there are the two horses Officially locked in, that being Catch Away for the Cordina Racing slot, the Miracle Mile and Chariots of Fire Champ and Captain Ravishing for Team Zav. And hearing this morning as well uh, that Captain Ravishing will be rejoining uh, the stables of Armoured Tabor for his next campaign. So interesting news there, but plenty happening. We know Tasmania is going to have a race. Queensland will have the Hayden, which has generated plenty of interest. So uh, a very much a moving beast at Tabureka at the moment. But I wanted to grab you on this morning as well, John, to discuss the news late last week around uh, your replacement being announced in Peter Buckman. He'll take over as CEO of Harness Racing New South Wales when you finish up in early July. Tell us a little bit about uh, Peter and I guess uh, what he brings to the table because he's got some pretty big shoes to fill. Uh, well, his shoes are easily filled. I've, um, I've got small feet. But <laughs> he, he, uh, he, he comes with a, a very strong harness racing background. Uh, he's been involved in the sport um, at all levels from a very young age and he's not very old as it is but but he has experienced harness racing um with horses that uh you know you might be a bit better than some of the horses i've had in the past but the bread and butter horses right through to you know better quality horses he's he's an owner he's been a breeder uh so he's involved as far as harness racing is concerned as as the actual participant but then on, at the administration level, he's been on the board of Harness Racing New South Wales since 2019. But it's his, his background outside of harness racing that makes him really attractive. Um, he, he's well qualified in business, occupational health and safety and management. And uh, he, he is he's a really good choice for replacement or for the incoming uh, chief, chief executive of Harness Racing New South Wales. 
So he'll kick off, I guess, in a, a shadowing position with you in the next couple of weeks. You've got three and a half months left in your current role. So I'm sure that you'll be uh, doing plenty to, to show him the ropes over the next little while. I certainly will. And, and there is, um, believe it or not, a, a lot to be you know, to be shown, to learn about how we do things here at Harness Racing New South Wales. But importantly, how we do things and, and how Peter might put his own stamp on it to to um, change things up, change things up for the benefit of all, of course, but to, you know, to take a take a look at the industry and, and take a different approach. Uh, we are very successful here in, in New South Wales. We, we've got a great infrastructure base. We own our own properties. We we're, there's we've got um, income um, put aside that sustains the industry and all the initiatives we we've put in place like like the breeding initiative uh, earlier or for last year everything's there but but Peter's got this opportunity with the board of course to even grow the industry further so um, uh, it's exciting times I believe for harness racing New South Wales um, we all move on um, but um, we move forward. And Peter will do a wonderful job. Sensational stuff. Great to learn a little bit more about him. But back to you. You do have the three and a half months uh, left in your current role. Is there still some uh, important pieces of the puzzle that you want to put together? I, I know that you probably would have loved to still be in the position come Tabureka time as it is now, but uh, I guess the wheels don't stop turning. You've still got a, a few uh, important tasks to undertake, I'm sure. Yeah, certainly, and, and you talk about the Tab Eureka. Um, it's a partnership with with Harness Racing Events, Harness Racing Australia Events, um, Clubman Angle, and Harness Racing New South Wales. So we'll work on that, and I'll be working closely with Bruce and Andrew, uh, Andrew Kelly and Bruce Christensen, um, towards that project. We uh, we we have to put a budget out every year. I'll be working on that. The, the biggest um, task or, or duty for Harness Racing New South Wales is the strategic plan. It is to be, uh, is be um, released for every three-year period. The next period starts on the 1st of January 2024. So that process will start, and it's a lengthy process. It will take, um, it'll take six or seven months to, to get that bettered down for the betterment of the industry. And it and, and uh, as we did with the last one, the, the main pillars were prize money, bonuses, etc. That will be a focus. But but every every member of the industry will be invited to come and talk to Harness Racing New South Wales about what their ideas are, because nobody has all the ideas. But together we can put something together that um, will really um, take this industry forward over you know, the, the ensuing three years. Exceptional stuff. Great to hear uh, and such an important part of the industry, of course. We appreciate your time this morning, John, and I'm sure we'll catch up again uh, in the next few months with so much happening, but also appreciate the insight around the incoming CEO. It sounds as though uh, he is the perfect replacement for that role and I'm sure that he's going to do an exceptional job as you have done. Again, appreciate your time and we'll chat again shortly. Thanks. My pleasure, Britt. John Dumasey joining us this morning here for On The Pace. So a very important announcement made. We've been waiting uh, to hear on who will be the incoming chief executive of Harness Racing in New South Wales. And Mr Peter Buckman has subsequently been announced as John's replacement. And 
his CV does read uh, very impressively. So uh, high hopes there he will start uh, in the uh, designated role for the start of April, uh, of course, and John will relinquish his role from July 8. That's on the pace for this Monday. Plenty of uh, bases covered, plenty to discuss, and we do have a, a busy afternoon with Goulburn Racing with eight races there, the first getting underway at 12.47. We also then have Menangle tomorrow with eight races from 1.22, and Young will step into the spotlight tomorrow night for another eight at 5 35 a reminder around the harness racing fantasy league that's well and truly underway now if you want to make any changes or swaps uh, that will all come into effect for the new week commencing before the first tomorrow at menangle we'll be back on wednesday morning here on sky sports radio at 10 30 with plenty more harness news